0: I'm Dave Olson, and this is a story of an event back in July of 2017. I worked as a bush pilot in Canada's Northwest Territories. On that day, three and a bit years ago, we capsized in high winds, and we made it through the night, and this is the the story of that event.
1: There are few places on Earth as remarkable as the Northwest Territories. And while there are not many places left like it, very few have witnessed its raw beauty. It truly is one of the last untouched places, and for those who seek adventure, this vast landscape has plenty to offer. Being one of the three Canadian territories, this 519,693-plus miles squared area is home to just over 44,800 people. The Northwest Territories is most certainly rugged and wild, yet incredibly captivating, offering the perfect combination for those seeking a memorable wilderness experience. It is here that Dave Olison, a pilot, author, and veteran dog musher, came face-to-face with the darker side of Northwest Territories. A research mission went sour, and Dave's plane ended up in the icy waters. This is a tale that involves a float plane capsizing, as well as the perfect combination of proactive preparation, luck, and survival instincts. Dave Olison was no stranger to the outdoors. He was originally from Illinois, but in 1987 he made the Northwest Territories his home. He had been visiting this enchanting territory since the late 70s to participate in dog sledding expeditions. He knew the landscape fairly well. In addition to being an experienced dog musher, Dave received his pilot license before relocating north. This allowed him to build a career as a charter pilot. Being a local, Dave understood exactly what the territory had to offer. Known for its vast area of tundra and forests, this isn't the place for those who lack wilderness experience. After all, Dave worked as a pilot and guide through the 90s, and his home was rather remote. Let's just say that he was not shy of the vast wilderness. All in all, Dave was made for life in the Northwest Territories. Yet in July 2017, things took an unexpected turn. During that summer, Dave and Stefan, a technician, embarked on a research mission in a remote eastern area of the Territory. Dave was no stranger to this area of the Northwest Territories or this particular trip as it was one that this duo completed annually, if not more frequently. Like each time before it, the objective was simple. Dave would fly into specific geographical areas, anchor, and Stefan would jump out to collect water samples. He would then climb back into the plane and they'd take off to the next location or to return home. What happened during their summer 2017 trip is uncommon, yet the combination of coincidences and flawed decisions made it possible that fateful day. High-speed winds and an eagerness to carry on, despite the uncertain conditions, resulted in their float plane capsizing. Just like that, they were in the water with no one around. When they went down, their location at that moment may have saved their lives. Situated at the mouth of the DuBont River, bordering Nunavut, if they would have found themselves upside down in open water, their tale may have never been fully told. That is because DuBont Lake is approximately 350,000 acres in size, making it one of the largest in North America. Being 217 miles south of the Arctic Circle, It is not only one of the largest, but also one of the continent's most secluded lakes. When it comes to luck, the time of year in terms of daylight hours and warmer temperatures was most certainly on their side, as well as the fact that there was no impact involved. The fact that the plane was not significantly damaged or that neither men sustained injuries helped ensure their safety. Dave later described that moment in time as if it were in slow motion.
0: I mean, I think this happens all the time in uh, events like that. It seems like time kind of slows down, and uh, you're trying to take in all these different things and process them and uh, work through your options. And that's just that feeling of time having slowed down, so everything is kind of moving at half speed. Or less.
1: (laughs) Once the plane was overturned, the cabin quickly began to fill with water. Luckily, these men had been trained for such scenarios and displayed advanced survival skills. Both Dave and Stefan grabbed life jackets, made their way out after unlatching the plane's doors. For the next hour and a half, they would sit on the plane's floats, paddling and drifting. Dave recalls the air being colder than the water. They took turns completing 50 paddles each as they made their way downstream. Later, they admitted that although they knew it was ineffective, paddling helped keep them warm.
0: Yeah, we think, I mean, we had just done a water sample. The water temperature was 11 degrees Celsius, which is in the 50s Fahrenheit, which is cold, cold water. But when you get up in the air and you're wet, then uh, the, the wind chill of the evaporation makes it, the air, I don't, I mean, the water would have killed us quicker than the air did, but uh, it, it was still a, it was still a combination of being wet and then getting blown by this 30 or 40 knot wind that made it really cold up on
1: top of the floats. After nearly reaching the shoreline, they decided to grab what they could reach from the submerged cabin of the aircraft. They debated submerging themselves and swimming into the cockpit, but decided against taking the risk of being snagged and trapped inside. A survival pail, complete with lighters, matches, and knives, as well as gasoline, was all they could extract. However, these supplies were more than enough to put Dave and Stefan's mind at ease. At this point, the plane was resting on a sandbar, The two men jumped in the water and swam approximately 150 meters to shore. There, they started a fire and chatted about their rescue. They knew it was not a matter of if they'd be rescued, but rather a matter of when. Due to arrive at 9 p.m., Dave's wife knew that something was amiss when he didn't return home. And after 15 hours of being stranded, they were rescued which is remarkable considering where they were. Dave and Stefan survived due to a series of lucky events, as well as Dave's actions years prior. Back in 2010, Dave installed SpiderTracks, a satellite aircraft tracking safety and communication application. He was confident that they would be found. Without the help of this tracking solution, Dave and Stefan would have needed to exercise their survival skills much more intensely. Yet, based on their recount, there was never a moment of sheer panic. They never felt as if they wouldn't make it. To this day, Dave continues to take tourists on charters around the Northwest Territories, but is mainly focused on working with geologists and researchers. Clearly, it's going to take more than a capsized plane to keep Dave out of the sky. Upon reflecting on this tale, it's clear what the moral of this story is. If you are embarking on a remote journey, take every precaution before you leave. Plan as if you will get lost, as if you will find yourself in a survival situation. Only then can you truly be prepared for what potentially lies ahead. In this case, Dave's actions nearly a decade earlier is likely what saved his life. It also helped him remain incredibly calm as he took comfort in knowing that the technology he implemented would save his life. Understanding the importance of tracking capabilities that far north was a game-changer that day. And for those planning a similar trip, or any wilderness trip for that matter, understanding where you're going can make all the difference. If something were to happen, how would your hypothetical survival play out? As they say, plan for the best, Prepare for the worst. Wilderness survival and preparation go hand in hand, which could not be more apparent here. While the use of spider tracks was highly case-specific, the message of being prepared before heading out into the wilderness remains, regardless of where you are or the type of adventure you embark on.
0: Thank you for tuning in to another exciting installment of In the Wild. To hear more captivating stories of real-life survival, hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening, and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Stay prepared, because you never know when you may find yourself in the wild.